Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for all of our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode entitled Happy New Year, A Time for Purpose and New Beginnings. And as always, I'm going to read the promotional material. So today is January 1st. I'm here in the United States in the Pacific Northwest, and it's 3.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So it's the new year. It's January 1st, and this is what the promotional material says. New Year's Day marks a time for new beginnings. In the United States of America, January 1st is the first day of a new calendar year. The celebration usually starts on New Year's Eve, and at 11.59 and 10 seconds, we begin the countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and then we shout, Happy New Year! When the clock strikes 12 midnight, a new day, month, year, decade, and era has begun. Time has existed since the creation, and we, the human race, are driven by our internal clockwork. What are you and I planning to accomplish in 2019? Whatever it is, it will take deliberation and a plan of action. Some of us will succeed by God's standards. Others will not. Proverbs 16 and 3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. That's the New International Version. So let me just add, too, that there are other countries that celebrate New Year's Day also. Anyone, any country who actually is on the Gregorian or the Julian calendar looks at January 1st as the beginning of the new year. So how many of us have made New Year's resolutions? That's pretty common around this time of year, especially at the top of the new year. But today, I don't really want to talk about New Year's resolutions, even though they do have a place in our lives. But rather, I want to talk about the plans that the Lord has for us, his children. Too often, we get ahead of God and make our own plans. You know what I'm talking about. We plan and map out our lives and then expect God to join in with us and what we are trying to accomplish all in the name of prayer. Here's what we do. We tell God the type of job we want or the type of career we want. We we tell God who we're going to marry. We tell God how many children we're going to have or not have. We tell God where we're going to live, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Don't get me wrong. All of those areas of our lives are very important and should be planned for. 
And yes, we do need to pray about all of those things. But so often ourselves, we get ourselves ahead of God. We are not seeking his will for us and what it is that he wants for us to do for him and his kingdom. Years ago, I took a Bible study entitled Experiencing God, Knowing and Doing the Will of God. The study and the book, the, the workbook itself is by Henry Blackaby and Claude King. It's a wonderful study. If you ever get an opportunity to, to, to get engaged in this study or to even purchase the book and look through it, thumb through it and do your personal study, I highly recommend it. My book is pretty old. I think the copyright is in 1990, and I probably took the class, oh, maybe in 1998. But nevertheless, I know that churches are still teaching and offering this study. In fact, my home con- congregation studied this book last year. Anyway, there are seven principles that are presented throughout the study. And the study can last for however long you need it to be. Uh, but the seven principles are the, it, it, it's the, it captures the overall content. And so I'm going to read these seven principles to you, giving full credit to Henry Blackaby and Claude King uh, from a book entitled, a study entitled Experiencing God, Knowing and Doing the Will of God. So the first principle is God is always at work around you. Just think about that. Even though we can't see what it is he's doing, and sometimes we don't think he is anything at all, he's always at work around you and I. The second principle is God pursues a continuing love relationship with you that is real and personal. So we we enter into this relationship with God, and it should be intimate, and it should be real, and it should be personal. But if we're lacking and fervor, and, and zeal, and zest, God is the one who pursues a continuing love relationship with us, and to him it is real and personal. The third principle is God invites you to become involved with him and his work. So he extends an invitation to us. It's, it's reverse of what I explained that we often do when we get ahead of God. We extend the invitation to him for him to engage in what it is that we're doing or to get involved in what we're doing in the name of prayer. But God invites us to become involved with him in his work. The fourth principle is God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, prayer, circumstances, and the church to reveal himself, his purposes, and his ways. So yes, God does speak today. It may not be an audible voice, but he does speak by the Holy Spirit through the Bible. If you're reading the word, he speaks to us. There's something, a particular passage or scripture that resonates with us and it just kind of convicts us. He speaks to us by prayer and in prayer and our circumstances and the church to reveal himself, his purposes, and his ways. The fifth principle is God's invitation for you to work with him always leads you to a crisis of belief that requires faith and action. Crises of belief. Things come to a head where you have a 
profound aha moment and you say, okay, I get this. And then because you get it, it requires that you continue on in faith, even though you may not quite understand it or you might quite not, you might not be able to explain it, but you, it, it's going to require faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen and action. So in other words, faith alone without works is dead, right? So you have to take action on your crises of belief. The sixth principle is you must make major adjustments in your life to join God in what he is doing. So we have to be flexible. We want to adjust. We want to be able to flex and, and, and see what it is that, that, that God is doing, you know, and join him in what he's doing as opposed to inviting him or requiring that he join us in what we are trying to accomplish. And then the seventh principle is you come to know God by experience as you obey him and he accomplishes his work through you. The key there is obey and experience. Now remember this study is experiencing God, knowing and doing the will of God. And obedience is key. You know, when you, when when he speaks to us and you know that he's always at work around us and he's pursuing a love relationship with us and he and he is inviting us to to work with him and then that leads us to a crisis of belief and then we we understand what he's doing and what he's trying to accomplish and so then we can adjust and it's through that experience that we get to know him better and better and better and then our obedience lets him know where our heart is and that we revere and adore him and love him but we love him only because he loved us first So I have a few scriptures that I'd like to present that sort of uh, solidify the seven principles. The first one is in Proverbs 6 and 13. This is a New International Version. It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. I started off talking about our plans and and, and inviting God to get involved with what we want, our careers. We we do it in the name of prayer. But the, the Proverbs say, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Psalm 23 through 5 says, verse 3 says, May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. Verse 4 says, May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. And verse 5 says, May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Psalm 37 and 4, and this is a New American Standard Version, says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So what does delight mean when you say delight yourself in the Lord? A lot of times you hear that latter part of that passage, God will give you the desires of your heart, like you can come up with your own desires. No, when you delight yourself in him, the desires of your heart come from him, and then Going back to Proverbs 6 and 3, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. And then he will make our plans succeed, according to Psalm 20 and 3 through 5. So delight yourself. Let me read to you Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the one who does not walk in a step with the wicked, walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way 
that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Verse 2 says, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. There's that word, whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. And then it says in verse 3, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. So there you have it. Delight yourself. Meditate on God's word day and night. And then Jeremiah 29 and 11, uh, and I'm going to read through verse 13, and this is the New International Version. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Verse 12 says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Verse 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So there you have it. In closing, let's make this year special in a personal way. You may choose to fast and pray and ask God for direction. The real question is, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? How can I glorify you? Ask him to establish your plans. Trust that God will give you the desires of your heart when you delight in him. Then the rest is up to us that obedience and experience. When we hear from him, because we surely will, respond to God in obedience. Start your walk of faith and go forth and accomplish what he has for you. Start today in this new year, in 2019. Let it be a time of purpose and new beginnings because God truly has smiled on us. So just remember that he's always at work around you. He pursues a continuing love relationship with you that is real and personal. God invites you to become involved with him in his work. God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible. Prayer, circumstances, and the church to reveal himself, his purposes, and his ways. God's invitation for you to work with him always leads you to a crisis of belief that requires faith and action. You must make major adjustments in your life to join God in what he is doing. And then finally, principle number seven, you come to know God by experience as you obey him and he accomplishes his work through you. With that, I'm going to say may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. Happy New Year and God bless you.